This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And you wanted to talk about insurance, or as they say yeah. in North Carolina, insurance. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, okay, so you go ahead and tell me what your take on insurance is. Okay, so I think I mentioned that it came to me this weekend when I was going through insurance, making sure everything was in place. And a friend of mine called and you know, had a little situation going, the subject of prayer came. And I thought, okay, so why are you calling me about this? <laughs> when, you know, we stand on opposite sides of what I call the bridge when it comes to prayer and so forth. So why are you calling me? And then it dawned on me, she was looking for insurance. And I was kind of tickled because she doesn't like my way of doing things and interpreting scripture and blah, blah, blah. But apparently she is not comfortable with the policy she has. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in that situation, she called. I said, ah, Sal, you're looking at another policy. You're looking for another company. Gotcha. You're not so going to make a commitment, but you're shopping. She was doing the prayer for herself, but she wasn't convinced that her way was actually going to do it. So she, right. wanted to, she wanted you to back her up as the insurance policy. So at least somebody is praying properly for her to get what she wants. Very interesting, too, because this, this situation is not terribly new, but it's not going in the direction that she wants it to go. Mm. So that also was a part of the phone call. I knew that it's not going the way you want. So that's why you're calling me. I'm thinking this. I didn't you know, say that because I would never make somebody feel bad about that about what they believe. But, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes not to be respectfully tickled mm-hmm. because I thought immediately of Reverend Ike, <laughs> <laughs> who, by the way, does the most amazing affirmative prayers. I mean, everything he says and does is right in line with the things that you have taught, just a little bit, quite a bit more flamboyant, but it yep. boils it's down little, to the same. A little flashy. Yeah, well, a lot flashy, but that's okay. cool. You know, I can go look past that. It's the content we're after, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I wanted to say so badly, you know what? Like, just turn on Ike. I could just <laughs> give you, you know, this will work for you. You'll be able to understand this a lot better. But then you go into, ah, I don't like Ike and I don't like this. So insurance, it's like all mixed up with perception, interpretation, 
you don't like the delivery person, you know, it's like all these things get in the way of your insurance policy. No wonder people aren't happy with their, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So. I think it actually happens the other way around because what they'll say is, well, I don't like the flamboyance and I don't like the delivery and I don't like the, you know, referring to God as it and I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't like the way that you structure this and I don't like the way that you're being presumptuous about you getting what you say just because you're saying it or whatever. And that is all secondary to the fact that they don't really believe that it's going to work. So all the objections come up about why they're justified in their disbelief that this is an effective prayer practice. And then, of course, they're right. Because if you believe it's not going to work, then it works exactly the way that you believe, which is to look like it doesn't work. So if somebody believes that they are unworthy of, let's say, a wonderful, happy, harmonious, loving relationship, if they believe deep down within that they don't deserve that wonderful relationship, then it doesn't matter what prayer they do, what activity they're involved in, any of the rest of it. When the relationship shows up, it will seem wonderful for a little while, and then it'll turn sideways just like the rest of them have. And it's not because they did something specifically wrong. It's because that's the belief that's still operative. And it's not, it's simple, but not easy. Right. But you can take it on mm -hmm. because it's really about, it's not me, it's not you. It's about what you believe. And then I always go a little bit further and say what you believe about God. You got to start there. You know, where is God to you? What is God to you? What's your relationship to God? Unless you get that straight, in my mind, you don't have a prayer anyway. You know, you, <laughs> you, 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 best you have is a hope. And yeah. then that's when you take to the phone and call somebody to help you. Yeah. And you know, the help, you know, if somebody with that situation of, you know, wanting to have a loving relationship and a deep down belief that they're, they don't deserve it. They come to me and they ask me to do prayer with them. And I just do the prayer for them to have a wonderful, loving relationship. The prayer will work. And they'll wind up being in the passionate, lusty throes of the beginning of a brand new relationship. And then it will turn sideways because mm -hmm. that's what their belief is. Now, if on the other hand, we dive into it and say, well, perhaps we should consider what all of these unsuccessful, unhappy relationships have in common, you know, and just have a really frank conversation about that and see what's going on. Eventually it comes down to what they all have in common is the person who's asking you for the prayer. It's like, all right, well, if that's not going to change, then nothing else is going to help. So getting a willingness to change that conception. And by the way, it doesn't hurt to get somebody to let go of a belief that they don't, don't deserve a loving relationship. That's actually a really nice thing to do for them. <laughs> it is. It is. And while you were saying that, I was thinking, listen to the very gentle way that, you know, he's talking about this. And I'm seeing me in the chair saying, look. <laughs> hey, what can I do? This is 35 years from, you know, being in the pulpit. I might be a little bit jaded, but I'm saying, look, what you're doing is not working. So let's start with God. You know, because to me, everything starts with God, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's start with God. Why would God not want you to have this loving relationship? Why would God not want you to have 
all things good in your life, when all things work together for good, and all of these promises that are made in scripture that you're familiar with, why do they not, they apply to everybody else except for you? Mm -hmm. So you don't have a good answer for that. So it's not God, (laughs) it's you. Now, don't get upset. (laughs) It's us because of what we have carried with us for so many years. Yeah. The way I describe that is spiritual arrogance. Same conversation that you're talking about, you know, which is, you know, so we've seen that there are people who have like wonderful loving relationships, you know, so those are possible. And is there anything that would keep any particular person from being able to have a loving relationship? And it comes down to, well, no, God doesn't want me to have a loving relationship. What makes you think you're so special? That out of the 8 billion people on the planet and Lord knows how many billions and trillions of galaxies and stars, that you're the only one who doesn't deserve it. Well, (laughs) I remember... what What are the chances of that being true? I remember the first time I heard you say that. And I never looked at it that way before. And you called it arrogant. And I'm thinking, yeah. Now, you know, I don't have a whole lot of warm fuzzies, right? I always say I got like two and a half, three. Yeah. And I said, but I got a little bit. (laughs) I got one tucked away (laughs) on this one because, yes, I see what you're saying. And that is so funny. But I kind of feel badly for people who feel like they don't deserve you know, because oh, I don't start. I don't start with that part of the conversation. We usually. Go I know around, you do. You're very compassionate. We go around really the circle are. a few times before I get to the point of pointing out that what they're saying is just supremely arrogant, and they probably don't want to be saying that. Yeah, I mean, God you're, loves you're, everybody you're, except me. And I want to make sure the world knows you are very compassionate. It's just people feel so. They've been so beaten, and so disappointed in so many ways in their life. And that starting with God and the love of God is a starting point for me. It's if it's not God, then who is it? And we're not talking about the one with the pitchfork because that's like not in the conversation. If it's not God, then you are misinterpreting everything. So let's go back and look at God. Give God a break, right? (laughs) God's trying to do some good things for you and you're saying, I don't deserve it. How about we try letting it, some good come to your life. Amen. Let's take a break and then talk some more about God. It's Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at BeTheLight.com. That's B-The-Light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at BeTheLight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class.
welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Practical Prep Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and that was short. That was short. Yeah, the break that we took was short, but sweet and to the point, and encouraging you to learn to use this practical prayer technique. And getting back to the conversation of insurance and help me with my disbelief, it all comes down to God. Because what we believe in the New Thought philosophy and is the central piece, the pillar that holds up the practical prayer, is that God is infinite. God is the creator and the source and shares itself as everything. And that sharing of self, that creativity is an act of love. Anybody who's ever been involved in a creative project where you're really, you're pouring your heart out into it. So that's what the entire manifest universe is. And it started with an idea and the idea has been unfolding and evolving ever since. It started with that conscious intent of sharing of self and that consciousness is here in creation. And some people apparent more than others and some substances like human beings more apparent than in other substances like rocks. That's just from our perception. But there is this creative law that is responding to conscious intention. And it's always saying yes. That's the love. The answer is always yes. So the limitation is not imposed on us by God out there deciding whether or not we deserve something. The answer is yes, based on what we believe is possible. Because if I say, I believe I can float off the surface of the planet and transport myself to the moon. If I truly believe that, by the time I get to 40,000 feet and it's really cold, I'm going to be saying, uh-oh. <laughs> Forgot to mention the air that I'm going to need between here and the moon. You know, And there's a reason that we don't believe those things. And part of it is self-preservation. Part of it is because we don't know what we don't know. So as we open ourselves up to new possibilities, it's going to be incremental. It's going to be changes based on what's happened before the framework for experience that we have now. But it's not because God can't do it. It's because we're not ready for it. Yeah. In the first practical prayer class that I took with you, you were talking about incremental things. Like you want to ask for things, or I use the term ask. Mm -hmm. Not for a billion, but maybe start with something you can believe in, like a parking space or small things like that. Or finding and money on the ground. That's finding like, money. That's not outside of our belief system. We've all found a penny or a quarter on the floor. And so, yeah, that could happen. And then like you know, $6 later in quarters, it's like, this is happening a lot. But connecting the happening to the ask. That's the consciousness part, I think, because you can get that parking space and not think that, you know, I mean, sometimes you look up and you get the parking space, but <laughs> you ask when you connect the ask with the result and that happens enough. At least that was my experience. It happens enough. I thought, well, wait a minute. It's something to this. So my belief and the power of God get connected. And I see a result. And so now I'm past the finding small change in the parking lot. You know, I remember the day I said, look, I need to ask for something bigger here. Mm -hmm. And apparently I'm not asking enough because you did this, but this is not cool. <laughs> this is not enough. 
And if you, you know, I'm going to, I got to keep coming back to you. I got other stuff that I need, that need attention. So it's, to me, it's that practical. Mm -hmm. It's adjusting my expectations with what I believe is possible from this God that I have believed in. And that's why I think it's so important to figure out and be sure of what it is you believe about God. Because if he's a God is this mean, punishing God. Well, what do you expect? You know, your life is just in the toilet because that's what you expect. That's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There are aspects of prayers being answered that we don't necessarily understand. There was a minister friend of mine who lived in Center City, Philadelphia, and he was going home and there was a snowstorm that was getting underway and he parked on the street And so he thought, oh, there's going to be a challenge finding a place to park on the street. So he started doing prayer to have his perfect parking space. And he drove around past his house and there's nothing there. And he drove around the block and there's nothing, nothing, nothing. He's he's looking for parking spaces. It's snowing more and more and more. He continues to do the prayer for his perfect parking space. There is nothing on the street that opens up. And eventually he goes and he parks in a garage. And he thought it was a failed prayer. And... Maybe his perfect parking space was in the garage. Mm-hmm. So get over your small self and thinking that you want to save 20 bucks. Because <laughs> to get the, quote, perfect parking space on the street and then have the truck get destroyed by somebody who's slipping on the ice, that's not a favor either. When we're praying for our perfect parking space and the one that we are that we've picked out of the catalog doesn't show up, maybe there's something bigger going on for us. Now you're taking us to the next level of faith. When it comes to prayer, faith, period. Yeah, you know, God knows how this is going to work. And it's, <laughs> and I can tell you, <laughs> I have always had suggestions for God. You know, I'll ask, but if you're busy, I do have this worked out. Right. If you just want to go with that. Here's one possibility that could happen. I'll take this one or even something better. Yeah. So I got it covered all, all the way around. <laughs> When we you were talking about insurance, I thought that's where you were headed. About okay, did I got I got it covered? I got it covered, and the insurance is I'm going to ask God to help too. No, I kind of kind of let that one, you know, go a little bit because if you bring me back to faith, you know, or I bring myself back to faith, what do you believe? Like so many times, things work out differently than I might have expected, or had not necessarily been on my plan. Looks a little different. <laughs> And, you know, back in the day, I'd get a little riff miffed about it. But then again, what do I believe about God? God knows better than I know. Spirit knows better, sees further, all of that good stuff. So if I put all that in place, I check what I believe, then this result must be a divine result. It must be what I need right now. So I'm not always happy. I'm not going to lie. And I don't even try to say, okay, I'm just going to be happy. No, I'm just going to be believing. I'm just going to be trusting Yep. that I'm going to see the good in this. Yeah, I think I've mentioned a few times before that life is kind of divided up into experiences of joy and opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I am just ready for an experience of joy and I'm getting another opportunity to learn. And it's like, all right, enough with the learning. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get Whoa. back to the joy. We can, can we, we just can get a, back to the joy, please? Yes, we can do a couple of episodes on that. <laughs> the other thing, when you were talking about insurance, there's the notion 
like when we get into this prayer practice, we are absolutely confident that everything is unfolding in divine perfection and God's love is at hand and good and more good and more good is coming to me and everybody around me. In which case, why would we ever need an insurance policy? And there are people who get involved in, especially in the running of churches and spiritual communities where they're trained in the prayer technique and they're also on the board of trustees. And as a prayer practitioner, you know that all is unfolding in divine perfection. And as a trustee, you're making sure that the liability policy is, is paid up. And so like, what's going on with that? And the answer is because we are living in the world, we are going to take the steps that are required to be good stewards of what we have in the world. And the best practices say, get insurance, have a, you know, whatever it is, the liability policy and this thing covered and that thing covered in case somebody does something along the way. And the reason that that doesn't interfere with the philosophy or the teaching at all is because there might be a learning experience going on for somebody that will involve an insurance claim. <sighs> <laughs> maybe there's somebody doing a woe is me how could anything get any worse and they'll slip and fall on the sidewalk in front of our place and suddenly they've got an insurance claim and they went from woe is me to you know needing chiropractic care and then suddenly there's money and like woe isn't you but you had to take a take a stumble in order for something to happen and the insurance policy fits into all of that and it keeps us from having to try and constrain the circumstances to the point where the pain is much greater for a lot of people or a lot more people. So we get the insurance. Because we're good citizens and we're smart and we're intelligent and everybody's not playing by the same playbook. Right. So and you just want to be covered. And the insurance agent got to eat. So, okay. I mean, that's not why I buy insurance, but, <laughs> I'm, but it's I'm not connected. responsible for the big picture either. <laughs> It's all connected. I talk about the capitalism in the Western world, but it's capitalism is beyond just the Western world. It's just how all the pieces fit together. And I'm in, I'm playing or living in a small piece of it. I'm not trying to say change the system. Not interested. Let's just go with the, you know, <laughs> I got bigger things on my mind. So let's just go with the insurance policy. And prayer to me is as simple as that. I think that practical prayer is simple, not easy necessarily. Well, it depends on where you came in. You know, I came in down this end, so it's a little bit different for me to make the transition, but it starts with God. Mm -hmm. It starts with God. And once we get past our disbelief, are willing to open up to that highest idea of God, then it becomes, I'm not going to say easier, it becomes more straightforward. You made a sort of a tangential reference to duality and another power besides God that God's fighting with, you know, the devil or Satan or whatever God's adversary is. And if we start with the notion that it's all God and that everything began with God and the universe is God sharing itself as all of its creation, then the devil was invented by God too. And if in fact there is a devil that was created by God, Got to figure it was for a purpose. This is the infinite intelligence that knows everything. And for some reason, it needed a devil. So, like, what's up with that? So, <laughs> why would God need a devil? To scare us into doing things that we otherwise wouldn't do. Some people need the devil to scare them. 
Some people need hell to make them think that it's going to be really bad in the afterlife if they don't behave themselves now. Other people understand that I want to behave myself now because that's a good way to, to act and behave and engage with the world. So if somebody needs that sort of a warning, God bless them. Take it. Just don't make me believe it. Yeah, well, we come on different sides of the fence of this devil. I, think, <laughs> I don't think God made up the devil. I think folks made up the devil. Yeah. <laughs> convenient been around a long time that thought's been around a long time and yep just so long that it's a volume of information and beliefs about it just let's deal with god because even if you have a devil if that's what you choose god is the big guy you know god is the big power he she it whatever you wish to call it nothing bigger nothing stronger nothing greater so you're telling me that I don't need to be concerned about anything else? Okay, listen, let me have a talk with you, God. <laughs> you know what? I hope we, listen, I got a new car a couple years back and the front seat, passenger seat was where God sits. When somebody is getting in, you know, I'll say, God, look, just bump to the back seat. Just jump back there because <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to last. You can get your seat back. And I laugh about that, but that is always reminding me that, you know, of the presence of God with me. And nothing's going to, there's nothing bigger that can be God. So why even give anything else any consideration? My God, you know what my dad used to say? Don't mess with the foot soldiers. Go to the general when you have a problem. Now, that mm -hmm. wasn't, he wasn't talking about God. He was talking about some other things, but it fits. Oh, yeah. You know? So you got a devil? Fine. Foot soldier. Listen, God over here, this is the one. I got there a problem. Go. Let's discuss this. There you go. Let's take a break and then do a prayer to be even more fully aware of the presence of God. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at GodCall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, and this is Reverend Bill Marcioni. We're going to do a prayer, because we've been talking about insurance, and prayer is insurance, and 
if we don't necessarily believe that our prayer is going to work, maybe we have a friend who can do a prayer for us and they pray a different way. So maybe that's going to back us up and make sure that the message gets through to God. And what it comes right down to, what we've been agreeing on throughout the episode is that first turn to God. Our awareness of the presence of the infinite, that divine power and presence is the key to all of this. If we, if it's all about our belief. If we don't have a firm belief that God is that one creative power, then everything else is going to go second to that because it gets layered on top of our lack of full, deep and abiding belief. So for this prayer, we will turn our attention and our awareness to the divine, to God itself. We will open ourselves to faith and to the absolute certainty that that infinite creative power that has created everything is still active. So if you're comfortable doing so, close your eyes or go to a soft focus, whatever's safe to do where you are right now, so that we can let loose our attention and our attachment to the details in the world around us and open more fully to the awareness of that divine power and presence that is everywhere, that is everything, that is everyone. We breathe into that, deepening our awareness that that infinite creative power has created everything. It began with only itself. In the beginning, darkness and void and God, or the Big Bang, the singularity. In the beginning, just the one and the intention. Let there be this newness, exploding into everything in this manifest universe, evolving into everything that exists today, or revealing itself a piece at a time, at a time, at a time, to share that divine love in all of these individual expressions all of these particular forms. And that divine power and presence includes each of us. So we start first with the awareness of the truth of who and what we are. We are each individualizations of that one infinite creative power, that one divine source, that one limitless mind that has set the intention for creation to unfold and has created everything by sharing itself. We are each that divine presence now. As we breathe in, we are filling ourselves even more fully with that divine presence. And as we breathe out, we are sharing more fully that divine presence with the rest of the world around us. And all of the good that exists anywhere is available everywhere. It's available right here and right now. So as we turn our attention first to that divine power and presence that wells up as us, in us, shares itself through us, we understand innately that we are the channel through which that good is flowing. As we set the intention for the good, for the experience, for the feeling of that success that we are intending and inviting, that creative law responds. That love unfolds in our lives in a way that brings about that success, that experience, that feeling. Perhaps in a way that's exactly the way that we would have described it or drawn it out with architectural drawings. And perhaps it happens in a way that is so completely unexpected that we never could have seen it coming. But this is how love unfolds. This is how the good reveals itself. The best part is there is no power in the universe that stands in opposition to this. There is only God. There is only God's divine love, and it's active and operating right here and right now for and through and as each of us. I'm so grateful for this good. I'm grateful for the awareness of the process. I'm grateful to know without any question or doubt or hesitation, that each one listening is an expression of that infinite power and presence, that divine mind, that limitless love, and setting the intention for good and more good to unfold 
And it does. The answer is yes. The good is happening now. And so I speak this word of opening and I release it into that creative law that creates everything. And I know with absolute certainty, it is now creating this. And so I let it be. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.